This is section 21 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Introductory Remarks Spelling Match Asylum Hill Congregational Church, Hartford, May 12, 1875 Read by John Greenman Ladies and gentlemen, I have been honored with the office of introducing these approaching orthographical solemnities with a few remarks the temperance crusade swept the land some time ago that is that vast portion of the land where it was needed but it skipped hartford now comes this new spelling epidemic and this time we are stricken so i suppose we needed the affliction i don't say we needed it for i don't see any use in spelling a word right and never did i mean i don't see any use in having a uniform and arbitrary way of spelling words we might as well make all clothes alike and cook all dishes alike sameness is tiresome variety is pleasing i have a correspondent whose letters are always a refreshment to me there is such a breezy unfettered originality about his orthography he always spells cow with a large k now that is just as good as to spell it with a small one it is better it gives the imagination a broader field a wider scope it suggests to the mind a grand vague impressive new kind of a cow superb effects can be produced by variegated spelling now there is blind tom the musical prodigy he always spells a word according to the sound that is carried to his ear and he is an enthusiast in orthography when you give him a word he shouts it out puts all his soul into it i once heard him called upon to spell orangutan before an audience he said o r a n g orang g e r gur oranger t a n g tang oranger tang now a body can respect an orangutan that spells his name in a vigorous way like that but the feeble dictionary makes a mere kitten of him in the old times people spelled just as they pleased that was the right idea you had two chances at a stranger then you knew a strong man from a weak one by his ironclad spelling and his handwriting helped you to verify your verdict some people have an idea that correct spelling can be taught and taught to anybody <laughs> that is a mistake the spelling faculty is born in a man like poetry music and art it is a gift it is a talent people who have this gift in a high degree only need to see a word once in print 
and it is forever photographed upon their memory. They cannot forget it. People who haven't it must be content to spell more or less like, like thunder, and expect to splinter the dictionary wherever their orthographical lightning happens to strike. There are one hundred and fourteen thousand words in the unabridged dictionary. I know a lady who can spell only a hundred and eighty of them right. She steers clear of all the rest. She can't learn any more. So her letters always consist of those constantly recurring one hundred and eighty words. Now and then, when she finds herself obliged to write upon a subject which necessitates the use of some other words, she, well, she don't write on that subject. I have a relative in New York who is almost sublimely gifted. She can't spell any word right. There is a game called verbarium. A dozen people are each provided with a sheet of paper, across the top of which is written a long word like kaleidoscopical, or something like that, and the game is to see who can make up the most words out of that in three minutes, always beginning with the initial letter of that word. Upon one occasion, the word chosen was cofferdam. When time was called, everybody had built from five to twenty words, except this young lady. She only had one word, calf. We all studied a moment, and then said, Why, there is no L in Cofferdam. Then we examined her paper. To the eternal honor of that uninspired, unconscious, sublimely independent soul, be it said, she had spelt the word calf. If anybody here can spell calf, any more sensibly than that, let him step to the front and take his milk. Two prizes are offered for this evening's contest, one for the speller that holds out longest, and one for the speller that falls first. The first prize is a choice between Guizot's History of France, five octavo volumes, illustrated by de Neuville, the London Art Journal for 1875, profusely illustrated with wood and steel, or a nosegay curiously painted upon a slate, which picture is burned into the slate, and the surface is afterward beautifully polished. This ingenious sort of art is the invention of a New England lady. You can see fine specimens of it at Mr. Glazier's. I have been instructed not to reveal just yet what the prize is which is to be given to that untrammeled spirit who shall succeed in sitting down first. The insurrection will now begin. End of Introductory Remarks Read by John Greenman